Hi, welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I am your host, Dallas Travers, and this show is dedicated to helping you, a values-driven coach, build a business that you're truly proud of. So, Happy New Year! Today is the very last day of 2023, and I've put together a special solo episode designed, really, to do three different things. Number one, I want to outline a process that Hive members and I followed to design what I call your wildly successful year. So all of us are cruising into 2024 feeling way more grounded and clear about what exactly needs to happen in order to fill that gap between goals that we might set and the actions that are required in order to get there. So I'm excited to share this framework with you. We're even going to do a getting started exercise all about appraising your values. My second intention with this episode is really to hold myself accountable to my own goals and my own values by taking you behind the scenes of my business as I evaluate how the last year went. And I'm going to do that through the lens of my values and, of course, invite you to do the same. The third intention with this episode is just to be vulnerable and connect with you about what went well in this last year and what I'm really looking forward to doing differently in 2024. Hopefully, my stories and what I share will inspire you in some way as well. So before we begin, if you don't already follow or subscribe to this show, please take a moment to do that now. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it is such an easy way for you to show your support by following our show. You're telling podcast platforms that our show is worth listening to, which means they're going to put it up in front of more eyeballs and earbuds in the coming year. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Please follow and support the show now if you're not already doing that. Okay, so with that, let's wrap up 2023 and welcome in your wildly successful year together. So what I want to start with is just outlining a process that Hive members and I have gone through over the last six weeks. So we had this bonus training series inside the Hive where we actually did six different things. And here's what we went through. Number one, we started with a values appraisal. I'm going to take you there today as well. From there, we had to acknowledge successes. So I always say that you cannot build on success you don't acknowledge. So I'm an ambitious person, right? Most of us who run our own businesses, we have that in us. So we're always looking for the next thing, and which is great. I don't want to squash that at all. I'm a Capricorn, right? I love working. I love setting goals. But I have found that often we can get it a little twisted, right? I'm going to just make up an example. Let's say, for example, your goal was to hit six figures this year in your business and you hit 85,000, 15K short. You could relate to that and say, damn it, another year, I haven't made my money goal for the year. But maybe last year you had 60K in revenue. That's a $25,000 increase. That's a big deal. So by acknowledging that success, we're looking for opportunities rather than trying to dig ourselves out of a hole of judgment or shame or regret. So it's really important for me in my own life and business, but also inside the Hive community to help folks acknowledge successes because that's the quickest way to grow and improve. From there, the following week, Hive members and I, we just outlined our schedules for 2024. 
We had to get really clear on what are the events? When are we going to client surge? When are we moving into client flow? When are we taking a vacation? Are we launching a course or a mastermind next year? We plugged in the schedule for the year, and that was the framework to take the next step, which was to set some very specific visibility or list building goals, as well as revenue goals for the year. Now, I don't know if you've ever done this, but setting goals can feel a lot like creating a vision board and then putting it away in a drawer somewhere. I can't think of how many times I've listed out goals and then never looked at them again. So in order to stay on track toward our goals, we designed a cash flow forecast for 2024. So every month, what are our revenue goals and how are we going to hit those numbers? We did the same thing with our list building goals. So now this bigger 12-month goal is divided into 12 equal steps that we can follow. And then we took it even further by carving out a weekly scorecard, measuring primarily the actions that we took in order to stay on track toward our goals. So let me distinguish these two tools. I like to think of a forecast. Actually, my daughter, (laughs) we don't do media in our household, so she doesn't get to look at screens like hardly ever. But one thing I do let her look at is the weather app on my phone because she goes to an outdoor school and we live in Portland, Oregon. So it rains all the time and she actually needs to know how to get dressed for the day. So it was earlier this year and she just said to me, she's almost laughing. She just said, I don't understand weather people. Do they get paid for that job? Because they're sure not right very often. And Farina just observed that You know, it can say that it's going to rain at four o'clock this afternoon on the weather app, and then four o'clock will come and go and not a drop of rain. Or it might say rain on Saturday, but by the time we get to Thursday, the forecast has already changed. So she kind of gets a kick out of this idea of forecasting the weather because really it's Mother Nature that's in charge. So in a lot of ways, our revenue forecast, our list building forecast, we're making our most informed, most educated guess. We're setting the clearest possible intention about the milestones we need to arrive at in order to cross the finish line and meet our goals by the end of the year. The forecast, it is a forecast. At the end of the day, we are guessing, which is where a scorecard comes in. So a scorecard measures a variety of metrics along the way. It starts with your actions, then it measures a specific metric at every point in your client attraction, list building, launching funnels, so that you can easily identify where in the plan things could be breaking down and hopefully mitigate big problems. So the scorecard is the thing that holds us accountable to the actions required in order for the forecast to be as accurate as possible. I don't know if you can tell, but I am getting over a cold. I really felt like my voice was back when I started recording, and it sure is not back, is it? I'm going to keep going here and give you my best Kathleen Turner (laughs) to ring in the new year. Okay, so how do you begin to map out your wildly successful year? It starts with a values appraisal. I'm going to get you going on that today. Then really think about what went well, where do you want to make improvements? We're going to get started on that today as well. The goal here is to acknowledge successes so we can build on them. From there, I recommend outline your schedule for 2024. 
What does your dream year look like in terms of your workload and your events? What are your launch events? If you're in the hive, your client surge events. When are your big list building events, if any? Then you're going to set very clear list building or visibility goals and a very clear revenue goal. Step five is to design a forecast. We're going to make the most educated determination of what every month will look like based on your schedule and based on your goals. And then lastly, create a scorecard. How are you going to keep track of your actions? How are you going to measure the micro results that those actions generate in order to ensure that your forecast stays as accurate as humanly possible? I do want to say it was so much fun just to see the aha moments that happened inside the hive over the last six weeks as we were going through this process together. It's definitely something that gives you a reality check, which for many of us, you know, Christina Torres talks about how often people in the online space are running their business on vibes. And going through this process, it helps you feel grounded in intention and in data, instead of just setting goals and crossing your fingers. So I hope this process illuminates something for you. If you feel inspired to really dig into this, the Wildly Successful Year Training is actually a bonus that I'm giving any new Hive members who join us in January. So if you've been thinking about joining the Hive, this could be a sign that the timing is perfect for you to do so. You can get that process started by applying at dallastravers.com forward slash hive. Okay, so before we move on to the next part in this process today, I want to just remind you that building a successful, reliable coaching business, it's hard. Anyone telling you otherwise is really not giving you the full picture, but I will tell you this, planning intentionally, which is so much deeper than just setting goals, It allows you, it allows me to approach the year in a place of grounded confidence. And when we are feeling grounded in our confidence, that hard work feels more purposeful and it just flows a little bit more easily. So please, if you have not already, plan out your 2024. I'm going to help you get started with that today with a values appraisal. Because the truth is that you can't build on success you don't acknowledge. So before we do our values appraisal, I want to share an exercise that my family loves to do together. My husband, my daughter, and I, we do this, I don't know, at least once a week. So we live in Portland, Oregon, which depending on who you ask, it's either known as Bridge City or the City of Roses. Today, I'm going to call it the City of Roses because every week, Andrew and I, along with my daughter, we share together our rose of the week, our thorn of the week, and we've added this new layer in recently, our bud. So if you think of a rose, what was the beautiful thing this week? If you think of the thorn on the rose, right? Like what? What pricked you? <laughs> Where did you get stuck? What didn't go so well? And then lastly, this new addition is the bud, right? That little piece of a future rose that has so much potential inside. Like what are you looking forward to? So I want to invite you along with me here to identify, looking back at 2023, what was your rose of the year? What was your thorn of the year? And what's your bud? What are you looking forward to? Okay, so for me, 
I have to pick two roses. First of all, inside of my business, a rose this year for me was working closely with my sister, Tracy. Tracy became our client success manager in October of 2022. And I'll tell you, I never in a million years thought that I would ever be the boss (laughs) of my sister. She's older than I am and she's the boss usually, but I just never saw myself hiring a relative And I actually was so intentional about this and really wanted to make sure that I was making a smart and equitable hire. And I don't think I would have ever hired her if it didn't sort of happen accidentally. I won't bore you with the story, but I will tell you it's been the most incredible experience this year. First of all, all of the things that I can't stand and that I am not good at She thrives in. She is so good at the details. She is so good at keeping the trains running on time. She's so reliable and just so fun. It's been such an honor and a pleasure and a privilege to work closely with her. You know, she's my sister, so of course we're close, but I've gotten to see her in a whole new way, working together talking every day, right? Seeing her really in her zone of genius. It also feels incredible to give her an awesome job. That's been so rewarding. And definitely when I look at how my year went inside the business, a highlight, no question, my rose was working with Tracy. So Tracy, if you're listening, thank you so much for stepping up and stepping into this role and for all that you do for our Hive members and inside of the business. Okay, the other rose is more in my personal life. I've talked about this a lot, so you've probably heard me. You're probably tired of hearing me talk about this. But this fall, I became the coach of my daughter's soccer team. I'm not a sporty person, but no one else was volunteering, and it was the night before practices were supposed to begin, so I raised my hand and I did it, and it was really, really good for me to step outside of my comfort zone. I tend to be someone who I don't like to be unprepared, and I definitely don't like going in to a situation where I know I'm going to do something in public that I'm not good at, and I did it anyhow, and I just had the best time. There were so many parallels to running a business. I learned so much as a coach. I really had this experience of being one of two women in a very male-dominated culture when we played against other teams. So I've worked for myself forever, so I haven't really been in many situations like that. And I grew so much there and had such a great time with the girls, and it was wonderful. That was definitely a rose for me. So I can check that box. I don't know that I will ever do it again, but I really, really enjoyed coaching soccer this year. Okay, so I'm going to take a second and just invite you to think about when you look back at 2023, what was your rose this year? Something that surprised you, something that went really well. What are you celebrating when you look back? What is a success that you would like to acknowledge? Okay. So inside the hive, we normalize the roller coaster, which means that we celebrate the highs, but we also acknowledge that there are rough patches. So I want you to think about, oof, where did you get pricked in 2023? Where were things mucky or hard or sticky? What would you like to acknowledge and maybe let go of? This part of the recording, oh, It's going to be hard for me, but I really, I want to take a moment and share my thorn with you and pay tribute 
to a very special person. So earlier this year, a longtime client and dear friend passed away suddenly. His name is Will Medina. And I was just so shocked by his unexpected passing. And I'll tell you, I really have not felt like myself this year. And uh, in large part, because I just, I miss him a lot. So I'm going to just take a moment and share something I wrote about him earlier this year. And I want to pay tribute to an incredible person. Will and I, I was lucky enough to get to talk to him either face-to-face, -face, I guess on Zoom, right, or through text <laughs> every single week for nearly six years. And I cherish so much of that experience. But I want to get through this and do this tribute justice. So I've got notes in front of me for this episode, but this part I'm just going to read because I just really want to get it right. Will Medina, you know, his motto was do it scared. And that is how he lived his life. Will was ambitious and relaxed. He was incredibly courageous and very shy. He was silly and don't mess with me serious. Will was all of those things. One minute, you know, he could bust out an Excel spreadsheet and share how he and his husband Mario had spent the night before mapping out four different possible business models to take his business well into seven figures. And he was so excited to share that with me. And then he would pick a path and he would get to work. The very next minute, he'd be all twisted up in knots, worried about raising his rates or maybe totally messing up on a webinar. Will, he worked very hard, and he played really hard. I've never known anyone who traveled as much as he did. He loved with his, just so fiercely, with his whole self. He experienced everything the world had to offer, and he left the world with everything he had to offer. You know, there are so many things that I could say about this incomparable person, but none of them can come close to describing all that he was. But here's what I will say. If Will taught me anything, it's that we can be brave and terrified at the same time. We can be resourceful and stuck. We can be playful and very, very serious. That is the human experience after all. So here we are at the end of what for me was kind of a rough year. And I want to give you an invitation in Will's honor. Do it scared. Go for the big goal. Take that trip you've been dreaming of. Love your friends. Live your life fully. Will would have it no other way. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that. I really appreciate you being here. <sighs> so, Farina, my daughter, this year, she's in the third grade, and an invitation her teacher gave the kids at the beginning of the year was to just pay attention to the experiences they had, the things that they noticed, the things that they learned. And everyone's intention is by the end of the school year to uncover their own motto. And I don't know, it was just a couple weeks ago now, she came home from school and she said to me, Mom, 
do you think Will would mind if I used his motto, do it scared? It's really helpful for me. It was just so sweet, right? And I just looked at her and I said, oh, he, not only would he not mind, but he would love sharing that motto with you. And I know that he would love sharing that motto with all of us. So if you're listening and moving into 2024, if it inspires you or roots you in any way, I invite you to take that theme on this year. Do it scared. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45-second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, The very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom-built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com slash quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. Okay, so the last part in this process is just identifying your bud, the thing that you are looking forward to. So for me, I've talked on this show before about how in order to create a reliable business, we go through seasons of expansion and growth, of course. We also have to invite and embrace the seasons of containment. If all we ever do is expand, we're going to burn out, we're going to blow up, (laughs) right? Like a, a balloon will burst if all it does is expand. So those seasons where we just catch up with our own growth, we take a beat to ride the wave a little bit, to contain things, to fill our tanks in order to expand again. Those seasons are really important. I would say the last couple of years for me have been containment seasons. And 2024, I'll tell you, I'm really looking forward to my bud for the year is expansion. I am excited to lean into my natural state, which is ambition. (laughs) I'm excited to go there again this year and to see what surprises come, how much ease can come, and also like where can I knock my own socks off a little bit. So that is our family ritual every week. If it inspires you, I really invite you to take it on. Let's spin your rose. What thorn needs to be acknowledged? And what are you looking forward to? What's your bud? Okay, so thus far, I gave you a very high-level overview of how Inside the Hive we map out your wildly successful year. If you'd like access to that training, apply for the Hive. Come and join us. It's going to be an incredible year. So you can do that at dallastravers.com forward slash Hive. From there, I shared a little family ritual, that rose thorn and bud process. I have so much fun with that. Thank you again for letting me honor my dear friend that felt good to share. 
So now we're going to move into the last part of our episode today, which is a values audit. You can't build on success you don't acknowledge. So we're going to take a look at how things went in your business through the lens of your values and then how you want to grow by leaning more deeply into your values. So I'll take you through the process. As I do that, I'm going to share my answers to these questions so that you can hopefully get some inspiration from hearing my own experience. Please enjoy following along. All right, so I'm just going to take a minute and define values just to make sure that we are all on the same page. Okay, so your values are a natural, almost an intuitive thread that connects who you are with how you do things. They're your principles or standards of behavior. For me, they're also a way that I evaluate what's important in life and business. So this is important. Your business values are not different from your personal values. That was something that Trudy LeBron really illuminated for me. So we're, I mean, especially in the businesses that we run, our true and authentic values have to be infused into our business. So what values aren't? They're not priorities. They're not things you're working toward. They're the place you're coming from. So again, they're not something that you aspire to. They're who you innately are. And I've learned that if I can't honor my true and authentic values, how can I cultivate any other skills or qualities? Okay, so if you have never really taken time to evaluate and identify your own values, here are five possible questions to help you begin to contemplate that. Question number one. What feelings, qualities, or experiences matter most to you? Question number two, where are you uncomfortable? Where do things feel stuck? They likely feel stuck because you're not aligned with your values. Question number three, when do you get the most lit up? What really moves you? Number four, what ticks you off? <laughs> what irks you? And then lastly, what qualities in others do you most admire and why? We will include those questions in the show notes in case you want to review them and do a little exploration of your values. But what I want to invite you to do is identify one to five core values, define them for yourself, and then we will run a values appraisal. So for me, I've got four core values. They are agency which is an empowered awareness and ownership of your own choices, knowing your options and embracing that. Another value I hold really closely is belonging. It's that at-home feeling when you're surrounded by people who see you, who hear you, who honor you, and you know you can really be yourself. A third value that's really important to me is integrity, doing what you say and saying what you'll do. And then lastly, spark. Spark is the word that I use to define that moment where our self-image, right, the way we see ourselves in the world shifts permanently for the better because of that scary thing we just did, because of that risk we just took, because of that accomplishment we just met, Spark. So what I'd love to invite you to do is follow along with me and run a little audit of your values. With your values as a filter, let's take a look at how 2023 aligned and where there's room to recalibrate. So the language I'm going to use around this is thriving and striving. 
Striving for me is a really powerful word because, actually, it was an early childhood parenting program I was in, and we asked the teacher, I can't even remember what the circumstance was. No, I do remember, actually. It was another parent saying how she could not carry a tune at all. So she felt self-conscious singing to her baby. And the teacher put it so beautifully. She said, your baby doesn't care (laughs) about how well you sing. What your baby appreciates is your striving. Our kids want to see us trying hard. Our clients want to see us trying hard. The audience that we serve, they want to see us trying hard. Okay? So where are you thriving, right? And where are you still striving? So we're going to run a values audit. Step one is to just clarify one to five core values and define them. Step two, looking through the lens of your business, where are you thriving and where are you striving to live your values? In other words, where or how can you do better? And where are you proud? Okay, my turn. (laughs) So when I look at our core value of belonging, the place inside of my business where we are thriving I just want to acknowledge all of the intention and work that we put into creating belonging inside of the hive. It is no small feat. It's interesting, right? You would think it could be fun and easy. (laughs) It takes a lot of work and intention to create um, a container that's accountable to belonging. And I want to acknowledge the work and intention that we put in. One of the things that we added this year inside of the hive, a place where we're thriving, is we added in these connect and collab events. There are two styles. One of them is we break everyone into groups of four and they share some sort of life hack that is working really well for them. It could be in business. It could be in life. My favorite one uh, this year was from Stacey O'Brien who shared how she does a, a cold plunge just of her face every morning. I've been doing them pretty regularly since. It's amazing. And then the other type of connecting collab event are strategically designed for Hive members to either find ways to collaborate together or connect each other with people in their own communities where collaboration can happen. So the intention behind this is really visibility and list building. Our members have really enjoyed these Connect and Collab events, and they've been really fun to host. So that's an area where we're thriving, an area where we have work to do. We are certainly striving here, my goodness. So we keep close tabs on our community forum. Up until August, the forum was a Facebook group. And we saw engagement. It was kind of like a falling feather, right? Just slowly floating downward, where if you were sitting on the feather, you may not notice (laughs) this downward movement. But we were tracking it. So we decided that we wanted to facilitate deeper belonging by leaving the Facebook group and moving to a a different platform. And I will tell you, it is not working. It is really not working. So our work there is not done. We've reached out to Hive members to get feedback from them. We're striving really, really hard to find a new home for our online community. I sure hope it's not a Facebook group. I think it just might be, and we will see. But we're so committed to belonging that we're willing to do the work and willing to acknowledge when the perfect improvement that we made ended up being very imperfect. 
So think about your values. Where are you really thriving, right? What do you want to acknowledge? And where is there room to grow? Where are you really striving? I'll share another one, agency, which is that empowered awareness and ownership of your choices. In the past, so a place we're thriving is we got very clear on the protocol and the language and the workflow when we have Hive members who come up against a rare and unique circumstance where it makes sense, it's totally appropriate for them to take a pause from the program. Up until this year, we just handled it on a case-by-case basis. And what we didn't realize until we realized it was handling it on a case-by-case basis really did not align with belonging. But by getting really clear on the policies and the protocol and the communication, we now are deeply rooted in agency and empower our Hive members to make their own best decisions about that. It feels really aligned. It feels really, really good. So when it comes to agency, a place where I will probably strive until I retire is just getting better at delegating. I'm pretty, I'm great at delegating, but I can still be very guilty of what I call drive-by delegating, which is just kind of lazy, right? It's not filling in all of the blanks. It's assuming that the person I'm delegating to can read my mind and will make a safe assumption, which... I'm so inconsistent about it. Sometimes they can and sometimes they can't, and that's not fair to them. It definitely can rob my team members of agency. So I have an intention next year to get better delegating and avoiding the drive-by delegation. I'll give you a concrete example of that. So I earned out workflow for our podcast. One of my steps is to write down the title of the episode. So I typed in the title of the episode and I had caps lock on. So the first half of the episode title was in all caps. And then I thought, oh, why is caps locks on? So I turned it off. And then I wrote out the second half. So in my mind, I thought, Susie, who is our incredible podcast producer, like shout out to Susie. Talk about an invaluable, totally reliable team member. I know she's going to hear this. Susie, do not edit this out. I want to publicly acknowledge you. (laughs) But of course, in my mind, I'm like, this is obvious. Susie will know that I didn't mean to do this. How the heck is Susie supposed to know? So when the episode aired, half of the title was in all caps. The other half was not, just like I had written. And that was not her fault. That was my fault. We're able to fix it really easily. But that's an example where I can get in the way because I don't delegate with as much intention as I would like to. Let's talk about integrity. A place where we are thriving is our social impact exchange program. I am so proud of this program. We rolled it out pretty slowly, but this year we brought on our latest cohort in September and we have upped our game in terms of the surveys that we send them, the accountability we hold them to, really ensuring that the exchange is equal. 15% of our new members this year are a part of the fellowship, which was my intention at the beginning of the year. We took them through a training to help them all identify and make concrete an impact goal because impact is often impossible to measure. We help them identify how they're going to measure the impact they're having and how they're going to be able to report on that. So this time next year, when I publish this year in review, I'll be able to report on the impact of our fellowship program on the audiences our fellows serve, which is the plan from the beginning. So I'm so proud of this program. 
the place that we are striving where I do not feel I have been in integrity is updating our Hive course content. It's a lot of content. There are nine very robust and complete programs. And over the last year, I've been systematically updating them. I shared at the beginning of the year that I have just really not felt like myself this year, which is not an excuse, but it is the circumstance. So I'm behind. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. But we are so close to the finish line. And I'm going to give myself some grace so the, and acknowledge the fact that I have successfully updated all but one of those courses. And they are incredible. They are the best work. They, they really are my life's work, which is weird to say, but I really feel that way. And I'm proud of them. And I've got one more to do and I'm going to run through the tape, but it's taken me longer than I like. And I do not feel like I've really been in integrity with that. The last value is spark. The changing how we see ourselves in an instant because of that thing we just did, where we're thriving. I have been very intentional this year in mirroring back spark moments to Hive members to help them build on success by acknowledging it. I'm proud of how we've been able to do that. In the place where we're striving, personally, I need some more spark. I need to spark things up in 2024. I've been containing for a little too long. <laughs> okay, so the next question here really is, now what? Right? So we identified values. We identified what went well. Where can we still grow? Where are we thriving? Where are we striving? Now what are we going to do about it? So I will make public here some core intentions for 2024. I invite you to do the same. When it comes to belonging, how we're going to move from striving to thriving, we have invited, we've created the role of a hive host to make uh, create more belonging on our calls. I don't know how that's even possible. Our calls are so incredible, but we have hive hosts to really prioritize togetherness. We have hired a chief belonging officer. Her name is Shay, and she's got one job, which is to make our community forum, no matter where it lives, to be the most rad place for coaches to gather on the internet. And we're going to stay agile. I have a feeling we're going to go to a Facebook group and then change again. But we just really want to keep our client experience at the forefront. So those are the concrete actions we're going to take to facilitate belonging. Concrete action around integrity. I'm just going to get the darn course updated. I have blocked off non-negotiable time to get that done this month. I feel clear about that. I feel good. Agency. This year, I think it's because it, we had a smaller team than I'm accustomed to. The team worked incredibly well. I don't want to change that. But we're going to get more consistent with our regularly scheduled weekly team meetings. We meet often, but having that weekly team meeting to all come together is going to be really helpful. It's going to help me avoid drive-by delegating. And then this one might sound silly. I'm almost embarrassed to say it. But so how am I going to facilitate more spark in my life? What's the date today? The 31st? A week from today, I am getting a haircut. For years, I kept my hair really short. I'm going back to a pixie. I'm like going back to my roots. No pun intended. I'm really looking forward to that. And I, it's, again, I just have this big smile on my face right now when I'm saying this, but it's just kind of me getting myself back a little bit. So we'll see if it makes any difference, but I'm looking forward to that. Okay. So I just want to invite you to take a breath with me here. If you feel inspired, and I sure hope you do, take some time to Map out your year. We can help you with that inside the hive. 
Then really identify your values, right? Oh, I almost forgot. Your thorn, your rose, and your bud. Name those and claim them. And then just take a quick values audit. What are your values? What do they mean to you? Where are things going well inside your business when you look through your values? And where is there still room to grow? When you've done that, make some commitments. Share it with your accountability partner. Share it with your own audience. Heck, DM me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. Let me know how you're going to deepen your values in order to, in honor of yourself, of the people close to you, and my dear friend, Will Medina, to do it scared in 2024. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta-friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.